the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. Thank you and welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. Uh, You know something that has really fallen on hard times? Talks, preaching, teaching on the return of Christ. The rapture. When Christ comes back and takes his church out of this world, uh, most of you know I grew up in Southern California in a solid Bible-believing church. And the return of Christ was a topic often. I mean, often. I heard so many messages, sermons on the return of Christ, and I was taught Jesus could come tonight. Well, that was a long time ago, and he hasn't come. And I think that because there has been so much emphasis on the return of Christ in the last hundred years particularly, and that he hasn't come back yet, a lot of preachers, a lot of teachers, and a lot of individual Christians are saying, you know, maybe we shouldn't talk about it. I mean, he hasn't come back yet, so maybe we—hey, folks, listen— Time for you and I is not like time for God. Time means nothing to God. It means a great deal to us, but it means nothing to God. One day is like a thousand with the Lord, and well, you know that. God is not constrained or restrained by any sense of time, but you and I are. So I am asked often, do you still believe that Jesus is coming back soon? My friend, listen to me. I believed it when I was a kid. I believed it when I was a teenager. I believed it when I was a young adult. Uh, When Joy and I were in youth work for many years, I talked all the time about the coming of Christ and that it could be today, it could be tonight, If not tonight, it could be tomorrow, and prophecy is lining up. And here's my conclusion. If it looked like the return of Christ could be any time 50 years ago, there are so many more signs that we are getting close to the end. Some of you have heard me talk about things that when my pastor that I grew up under, when when he would talk about the book of Revelation and some of the things that were going to happen, say, during the tribulation period, like uh, the two witnesses, the, the two preachers, the two prophets, the two witnesses in the book of Revelation that will preach and uh, cause a great deal of trouble because of their preaching, and then they'll be put to death. 
And the Bible says in the book of Revelation that their bodies will lie in the streets of Jerusalem for three full days, and the entire world will see them. Well, I remember my pastor saying, now this was, you got to understand, this was in the 50s when I was young, in the 1950s. Well, how the entire world would see what was happening in Jerusalem was science fiction at that time. Uh, satellites beaming TV to around the world, that was that was hardly even thought of at that time. And I remember my pastor saying, I don't know how this is going to happen. We don't have the technology today. The world cannot see uh, at the same time what's happening in the streets of Jerusalem, but this is the prophecy that God has given us, and I promise you that the time will come when the technology will be available. Well, okay. You immediately know that for many years now, we have had the technology to beam to the entire world events in Jerusalem. And then they'll lie in the street three days, and then they will be raised from the dead, and they will ascend up to heaven, and the whole world will watch them going up. Well, from a technological standpoint, that's no big deal at all. I mean, that's no big deal at all. We see things all the time from around the world that are beamed to the rest of the world through satellite. And then this whole thing of the mark of the beast and not being able to buy or sell without the mark being in the hand of the forehead. Again, I remember my old preacher saying, well, we don't have that technology. I don't know what that's going to mean. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know how they're going to keep track of every person on planet Earth so they can determine whether they are eligible to buy or sell. But I promise you the technology will come. Well, today, all over the world, people are having implants, little tiny chips about the size of a grain of rice, either under the skin, in the palm, or in their wrist, or or somewhere else on their body. And in Sweden, thousands of people now are buying and selling by a little chip, a tiny little chip. And, and they wave it over a scanner, and the scanner immediately downloads all of the personal information about the individual, their banking account, banking information, and so on and so forth. And we have supercomputers, several of them now, that have have the capability to track every single person on planet Earth. Every single person. Now, that technology was unheard of 100 years ago. It was barely thought of 50 years ago. And so for 2,000 years... People have been preaching. The time is going to come when people will be able to buy or sell because of something implanted in their hand. And for 2,000 years, people said, well, that's impossible. That can't be. And these two two witnesses are going to be dead in the streets of Jerusalem and the entire world will see them. Well, that's impossible. I mean, what do you think people thought in the 400s and the 500s and the 600s and the and the 1100s, and the 1200s, and the 1300s, when when preachers would proclaim that these prophecies will come to pass, and these are signs of the coming of Jesus. 
for century upon century upon century. People looked at those prophecies and wondered and were amazed. Well, we don't have to wonder and be amazed any longer. Those, as well as many, many other prophecies in Scripture that were impossible not too long ago, are now not just possible, they are probable. Which leads me to have even more godly, confident anticipation that, yes, Jesus is coming back. I believe that. But here is another reason why I am convinced that the coming of Christ is is imminent. Many verses like these, like in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, I'm coming up on a break, so I don't have time to read them right now. But when we come back, hey, maybe you, you, you some of you are in your car, some, but if you're home and you can grab a Bible, maybe you can grab your Bible and turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And when we come back, we will see, in fact, the chapter begins, this know also that in the last times, in the last days, pardon me, perilous times shall come. Here are some of the definitive signs that we're coming to the end. And then you can determine whether we are close to that time. You're listening to Bob Bernie Live. Stay with me. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Hey, welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. And uh, we usually talk about current events. Now, I want to spend a few moments today talking about future events that I think will be soon. I'm talking about the return of Christ. Oh, Bob, futures have been talking about the return of Jesus for centuries and centuries, and he hasn't come back yet. Yeah, I know. But the signs indicate we're getting close. Before the break, I gave you some prophecies in the book of Revelation that were basically impossible to be fulfilled just a few years ago, and now commonplace. Here's something else. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Would you allow me to read verses 1 through 5? This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Now, hey, human history is filled with perilous times. But in my lifetime, these are the most perilous times I have ever experienced. Now, I was born after World War II. Obviously, those were perilous times. But in my lifetime, I've never seen times as perilous as they are now. But we go on. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Can, can we stop just right there just for a moment? One of the clear signs of the last days will be narcissism. 
being completely, totally self-absorbed. They'll be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. Now, in my lifetime, I have never seen such clear blasphemy as we are seeing today, and we're seeing it in Christian, quote-unquote, churches. We're seeing drag queen shows inside of a church. There's a Methodist church down south that had a drag queen dressed in a demon outfit, dancing in a sexually provocative way for children. Oh, yeah, it was a united Methodist church. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. Have we in any of our lifetimes seen such a problem with teenagers? Here in Columbus, Ohio, almost every night on the news. Now, hey, give me a call and tell me I'm wrong. But almost every night on the news, we hear about teenagers shooting other teenagers. The car thefts. We are seeing an absolute epidemic of car thefts in central Ohio. Who is responsible for almost all of the car thefts? Teenagers. Most of the shootings are teenagers. The thefts. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unholy. Oh, and then it gets worse. Verse 3. Without natural affection. Now, what does that mean? Well, we know clearly what that means from Romans chapter 1. In Romans chapter 1, Paul lays it out that in the end times, men will be lovers of men. Women will be lovers of women. The natural use. Check it out. Romans chapter 1. The natural use of sex and sexuality will be perverted. The natural sexuality and the sexual expression between men and women will be perverted into men and men and women and women. Check it out, Romans chapter 1, without natural affection. Truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Have we ever seen a time when good has been labeled evil and evil has been labeled good more than the times that we are living in? And then, of course, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. In American history, have we ever seen a time when recreation and hobbies and sports had risen to such a level so far, far, far above God. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. I know this has happened before, but if if the Ohio State-Michigan game, if it is 27 degrees, sleeting like crazy, absolutely, completely, totally miserable weather— The horseshoe will be filled to capacity. People will freeze to death. Their nose will freeze off. And then they will say, 
It was such a privilege to go to the game. But if the air conditioning is too low at church, or if it's too warm at church, or the service is too long, or the music is too loud, or if you have a little sniffle or whatever, I can't go to church. I don't feel very good. Lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. That which God has clearly condemned. And listen, listen carefully. You, you've got to understand this. Why does God condemn anything? Because he's a killjoy and doesn't want anybody to enjoy themselves? No. The only reason God ever condemned anything is because it's bad for us. He's the creator, and he knows what is good for his creation, and he knows what will hurt his creation. So there are many things that God has said, that's wrong, that's sin, don't be involved in it. And that's why God has condemned same-sex relationships. It's harmful. It's harmful from a medical standpoint. If you leave out the morality, if you leave out the spiritual aspect, it is harmful from a medical standpoint. Case in point, the recent monkeypox epidemic. Now, of course, you and I knew that the monkeypox thing was never going to get really bad because it was confined almost completely to the men who have sex with men community, small community. And we were told from the very beginning, it won't spread outside of that community. But it peaked. The uh, government declared a national health emergency. Did you notice when that health emergency was declared? It was during Pride Month. Uh, Did you notice that? It was during Pride Month. And then immediately after Pride Month, I see headlines like this. ABC News. Monkeypox cases in the U.S. fall. Hit lowest levels since June. That's an ABC story. Well, again, what was June? Pride Month. So get this. The activities that were celebrated by our government, by our president, the activities that were celebrated by corporations, activities that were celebrated and embraced by almost all of our local media, the gay pride thing, it was harmful. People got sick, got really sick. And our media and our government embraced it all. Well, if there was ever a sign that we're getting close to Jesus coming, just take a look around. Hey, I'm out of time. I wish we had more time. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have a wonderful evening. But please remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.